Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. So Dr. Barbara, I always like to ask when we first get started is in your practice and the clientele that you work with, what are you kind of seeing as the general state of health physically, emotionally, spiritually right now? Wow. So especially with COVID and this whole stressful time right now, I am seeing overwhelming anxiety, fear-based decision-making, and it's all impacting our hormones, our sleep, you know, our weight, our mindset. It, it's pretty overwhelming that the majority of patients of mine did not do well during the COVID shutdown. I would say the majority of people really struggle to not get caught up in the fear, especially if you're watching the news or scrolling social media and you can easily get caught up in that. And as soon as you do, you have a physiological response, right? Your body starts producing adrenaline and cortisol because it's upset, it's scared, it's worried, you know, and then you get into this fight or flight mode of your nervous system. And that once that's turned on, it's really hard to shut it off, especially if it keeps being fed. You keep looking at the triggers, right? Mm -hmm. And this can go and spill over into our sex hormone production and utilization and into our sleep. And it's all interconnected, unfortunately. So you, it's really hard to break the pattern of that fight or flight response. But once you do, that's how you can reclaim your health for sure. Absolutely. I liked what you said. You, you said it, uh, they're making fear-based decisions. Can you yeah. talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, fear is one thing that's talked about in the Bible more than anything else. And the purpose of fear is survival. But in this day and age, we don't need to live in that space, right? We are in a time that we can thrive. We don't have to live in fear. We need to be mindful about the thoughts that we're having and how they get away from us, you know, how we talk to ourselves, how we interact with other people, because, you know, attitude and all of that are contagious. So if you are around people that are very fear-based or um, it feeding on the negativity, worrying about that, it's 
you're going to be poisoned by it, right? It's going to consume you. And so I'm really passionate about finding people who lift you up and bring out your best self and bring you joy and focus on those people. And if you don't have them, maybe you're a leader. Maybe you can become one of those people and help them break their cycle because we don't need to live in fear because that is where we get into trouble with our bad decisions and lifestyle choices, right? We start eating for comfort. We stop moving our bodies. We stop connecting with people because we have conversations in our head that go like, well, maybe this will happen. And, and the fear just grows and consumes you until you create a whole scenario in your head of things that never happened. Right. <laughs> and you turn it into some truth that isn't true. So if we can break those patterns, I just think mindfulness is super important to getting control of your physical health and mental well-being. So it really does start internally in your mind. And I think having a strong spirit, a strong faith base is key. Whether you know, I don't care what you believe in, like who created the world and us and everything else, but you need to believe in a higher power that you can rely on that knows they have this situation under control and they're going to see you through. You know, for me, that's God. And I just tell myself, God's got this. We're going to be fine, you know, especially with the virus situation. We've lived with viruses. They were here before we were. Viruses and bacteria were here a long time ago. They will be here after us. We need to coexist with them. We need to be strong and resilient, right? Right. Absolutely. Talk to me about how this fear-based that you see in this overwhelm, how does that affect our hormones? And when when it affects the hormones, what do we start seeing physically happening to our bodies? Yeah. So there's this triangle, the three big hormones that kind of run women, especially from 30s on, 40s, 50s, 60s, you have insulin, cortisol, and thyroid, and they are very intricately connected, and one affects the other. And so cortisol is our main stress hormone. When we're living in that fight or flight mode, we're stressed out, we're worried about stuff, we're anxious all the time, our body actually makes more glucose. It tells the liver, hey, do this gluconeogenesis situation because I need to either run or fight, so I need more sugar in my bloodstream. And then insulin has to follow suit. So women can create prediabetes and diabetes even if they're eating decently, if they're under constant stress. And I think understanding that has been really eye-opening for a lot of my patients. Like, what do you mean I have a sugar issue? What do you mean I have insulin resistance? I eat great. Well, you might eat just fine, but you are stressed out. Your plate's over full. You're not sleeping, right? And so you're creating constant glucose production and insulin production because of your stress. Right. And then if it gets bad enough and goes on long enough, it interferes with your sleep, right? So... Either you can't fall asleep, your mind is racing because you haven't processed your thoughts all day, you've just been go, 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 and you haven't stopped to take that mindful thought like, 
wow, how did that go today? How did I feel about that? And process all of the things that happened to you. Or you fall asleep and you wake up over and over all night long. Or you wake up at 3 a.m. and that's it. You're wide awake for the day. That I see over and over. Yeah. And that is a really hard cycle to break because it honestly comes back to getting your cortisol pattern under control. So, you know, we as women, we want to do for everybody else. So what do we do? We start drinking alcohol to help us fall asleep. We start drinking caffeine to get us awake in the morning. And we use these stimulants and depressants to power us through and keep us going and it only lasts for so long, as you know, right. <laughs> right? Right. Talk to me about, because one of the things that was, I think, most eye-opening to me in my journey was that, how do I phrase this? I just didn't know how bad I felt. I yeah. didn't know. I don't believe the vast majority of women understand that they're under stress. I really don't. I think we we be almost become numb to it yeah. and and it becomes this state of normal. That yes, you've hit the nail on the head. We we're all doing it so we think it's normal. I say just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Right. Our great grandparents did not live like this. I promise that when my grandma was 45, like me, she wasn't running off to soccer and lacrosse games and trying to cook dinner and be a full-time professional physician and run a podcast. And the list goes on and on and on, right? Not to mention my relationships with my husband and my friends and my family. We are so overloaded. And the fact is, you know, we're told we can do it all and be it all. And I say we can, but maybe not all at the same time, right? <laughs> and, and not without the expense of losing ourselves. So I think that's a critical piece is at what cost are we having everything? Yeah, I, I really think that, you know, women need to understand this because um, I don't know. I just remember being, you know, 10 years ago, even just like doctors telling me you're under stress and, and, and like, well, what do you mean? That's just life. That's, that is my world. And I don't know how I'm supposed to change that. Right. And, and I'm not advocating that we need to stop doing everything we're doing. I think, you know, the advancements women have made and our ability to multitask and juggle it all is pretty incredible, but I think that we need to set boundaries. I think we need to do it in a more mindful way, right? Like we need to pencil in some me time. We need to remind ourselves that if we don't fill our own cup, we can't pour into someone else's, you know, we can't always be running on empty. So I think the key is to be mindful about it. And if you notice, I've never even talked about sex hormones, right? When I'm talking about all of this balance of women and hormones, our sex hormones are kind of like the downstream bystanders. They just, they get affected and imbalanced when the big major players, the cortisol, the insulin, and the thyroid aren't balanced. And so, so often women come to me and they're like, I need hormone replacement. I need, you know, something's wrong with my estrogen. 
That may be the case, but I promise you it's not the cause. It's not the root of the issue. And so we need to look upstream. We need to figure out what are we doing in our lives to cause these imbalances. Absolutely. So, you know, I think we're answering some of the next question, which is how do we create that healing environment? Um, You know, your area of expertise is definitely with the hormones, but like you said, it encompasses so much. So Mm. talk to me about, you know, how do you work with your clients to walk them through, you know, creating that healing environment for themselves? Yeah. Well, I try to explain to women that you're you are a system of systems. They're all interconnected. Nothing happens in a vacuum. What you eat completely affects your hormones, how you think, you know, how you move your body every day. And there's pretty much six windows that I look into for each woman. I look at the woman and I say, what is your food? What are you eating and when? What is your gut doing? How are your bowel movements and your digestive tract? How are your, how's your sleeping habits? You know, what issues are you having with that? Are you moving your body every day? Does it hurt? Does it wipe you out for the next week if you try to exercise, that type of stuff? Um, and then I, if you're still having menstrual cycles or perimenopausal, what does your cycle look like? What is it doing? Because that is a window into so much information. So that's another big one. And the last one, how are you managing your stress, right? What does your stress situation look like? Are you feeling anxious and overwhelmed all day long or are you able to manage what you have going on? And they're all interconnected, but those are the windows that I look into. And then we need to figure out where do we do the work? And a lot of times, like I said, we start at the top with the stress and that, but then we have to look at the diet. We have to heal the gut because oftentimes, you know, just environmental toxins alone are enough to damage our gut. But women are also on synthetic hormones like birth control pills and damage the gut. We have what's called an astrobolone. So we have a whole set of bacteria living in our gut that help us metabolize and get rid of our estrogen. Mm -hmm. And if that's out of balance, we're going to keep recirculating and having too much bad estrogen, increase our risk of breast cancer. So so many things we need to look at. You can never look at just one system. You know, I'm the gynecologist, the functional gynecologist, but I still have to look at all those systems. And Amy, honestly, the biggest thing is mindset. Women don't feel that they're deserving of their health. They're not deserving of putting the time into reclaiming their health. They have a lot of baggage they haven't dealt with emotionally, childhood traumas, bad marriages, you know, self-esteem issues. What I see over and over is women hating their bodies, blaming their bodies for how they feel and function. And you cannot heal if you hate your body. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing I learned personally was I was always mad at it for being in pain and not being able to do what I wanted to do after my back injury. And once I finally started talking to my body, like I talked to my children, nourishing it, giving it what it needs, listening to it, loving it, I healed. 
Mm. And that was life changing. And I thought, okay, I can give you hormones all day long. I can fix your insulin resistance. But if you don't love yourself, you're not going to heal. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. That is so powerful, Dr. Barbara, because I remember being at that stage, you know, we're taught at such an early age about physical appearances and learning through my journey to love my body in exactly the stage that it's in. It yes. may not be exactly where I want it to be, but I can be absolutely accepting and loving of it exactly where I'm at right now because I can't get over here if I don't start right here. Yes. Uh, you know, and love that. Uh, thank you for bringing that to light because I, that's a huge piece uh, us as women need to understand um, and be able to stand naked in front of that mirror and say, I love you. Yes, exactly. And for most of us, it takes 40 to 50 years to get to that point, right? Isn't that sad? It is. And I think it's partly our generation because we grew up in the era of dieting and cardio weight loss exercise, you know, and breast implants and all just all of that physical official and shallow. And it really ingrained in our brains some bad thoughts about ourselves. And that's really hard to undo. Oh, yeah. It, it really is that that's that's a true inside job. Um, and do you have tips? You know, if this is your number one thing that we really need to work with. I mean, obviously, we've got systems. Right. And, and I've heard that. But what tips do you have for us women that are at that place where I, I'm not in a place where I love my body? I'm, yeah. I'm not. You know, so yeah, I do. I tell my patients all the time when they tell me how much they hate their bodies, find one little thing. If you love your arms, tell yourself every day how sexy your arms are. I had one patient, she's like, can I tell my wrist? Because that's about as cute as it gets. And I said, yes, whatever you need to focus on, you need to focus on the parts that you love and Keep giving yourself those reaffirmations and build on that because I promise where you put your energy, where your focus goes is where the change shows, right? If you are focused on that weight, that belly fat or whatever that you don't like, that usually magnifies. If you focus on what you find beautiful and happy, that is what magnifies. So Tell yourself, thank you, body, for getting me from A to B today. You know, thank you for that 20-minute walk. Appreciate your body for what it is. And the other stuff will fall into place with the other changes. But you have got to stop beating yourself up. Like, 
you know, women, we talk to ourselves the way we would never talk to our friends or our children or our husbands, you know, because those people would leave us. They would never talk to us again, right? We are, we're brutal to ourselves and you just got to stop that. It's not okay. Ah, amen. Amen. Yeah. Whether that's journaling and writing it down physically, doing 10 minute guided meditations. I love my 10% happier app on my phone. It really helps me focus on being mindful of what my brain is saying. You know, Mm -hmm. you have thoughts all day long. That doesn't make them true. That doesn't mean that what you're saying has to happen or is truthful. That's just monkey mind talking. You don't have to accept it. You can say, oh, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Yeah, I am beautiful. I, I do look good, you know? I love that. My husband and I, um, I had horrible negative thoughts, energy many years ago, and we instituted a stop, drop, and roll. Remember when we were children and the firemen taught taught us how to stop, drop, and I seriously considered my brain on fire. And when I, and I wouldn't notice it because I was so into it. It was so ingrained for me, but my husband would notice it. And he'd say, Amy, you know, you're there again. And I would physically stop. I would drop to the ground and I would roll and we would get this big old chuckle, but I could then say, okay, now I'm aware of what I was saying, what I was thinking, and I could replace it with a different thought. I needed something that physical, um, to be able to stop those patterns. And that's amazing. I mean, anything that you can change that thought process because your brain is really smart and it hardwires new paths. Every time you keep repeating the same thought and feeling, and we always go to the path of least resistance. So if that's your common path, you're going to go down it until you break it, right? Right. So I love, my husband and I hold each other accountable. Like if I say something bad about myself out loud, he checks me. He's like, would you talk to your daughter that way? Come on. And I'm like, and he makes me say something nice to myself. So ask people around you to help hold you accountable works too. Absolutely. So let's go into your personal story because so many of us do what we do because we've been there and you know, you've heard me give my you know, 10 years ago, this is where I was at. I would love to hear what was your aha moment? What happened to you that you decided this is where my true passion is and my purpose? I have a couple aha moments. So it's, it's interesting. Um, So I think, you know, I was caring for women for 15 plus years as an OBGYN and I had completely just let myself go. I was always the last one to get the crumbs, you know, Mm -hmm. I gave and gave and gave. I only ate probably at the end of the day after I had busted through patients all day or surgeries and deliveries all night. I wasn't sleeping 
So I wasn't giving myself any love or support. I wasn't moving my body in any kind of restorative, loving way. You know, the only movement I was doing was running from my office to labor and delivery to catch a baby. And that is very stressful. That is not good movement. (laughs) So, you know, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I had a back injury and it it took me out. And that is the fine, the defining moment where I realized I need to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sad that it took something so drastic, right? Like putting me out of commission to where I physically can't get out of bed Mm -hmm. to make me change my ways. But it was so ingrained in me that as a physician, you care for others, you put everyone else first, you don't worry about yourself. And I think that's true for just women in general. So, but finally having to stop and take care of myself was super eye-opening. And I realized that if I can do it, if I can figure out how to set boundaries, change my job so that I have time for lunch, that I get some sleep, that I move on a regular basis, that I nourish my soul, all of these things then I can help other women do the same, right? You know, I went forever without going to church because I was always on call. I was always missing church every Sunday. And when I finally put boundaries in place and I said, I'm not going to be on call on Sunday mornings anymore. I'm going to church. That filled my soul and my spirit so much that it was like just once the momentum started, I couldn't stop. And then it was like, you know what? I'm going to go walking every day. I'm going to start jogging. I'm going to pencil stuff in, in my calendar for me. And when I was successful at figuring all this out, I was, I had to bring it to my patients. You know, I couldn't just hand them a birth control pill or do another hysterectomy. I needed to say, Hey, let's have a conversation What is going on in your life? Why aren't you sleeping? Why is your hair falling out? Why are you carrying around this extra weight? Let's figure that out. Because I figured it out for me. And I promised, you know, there's answers. And that was a real turning point. And that's when I started doing functional medicine full time. And it's been the most rewarding decision of my life. So even though that back injury and surgery and everything else was horrendous and painful, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E Carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.